1: Hey everybody, it's A Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, and today I'm joined by one of my favorite people that I've met since being in this uh, wonderful natural holistic uh, world that I am now in um, and it's Billy Hochman from Answers Pet Food and hi Billy.
2: Hey, thanks for getting my name right.
1: Yeah, did I? Woo. Yes. Oh good, because it's... You know, 10 10 is when I would start something like this because my brain doesn't work before 10 a.m. And and taking care of the farm and dogs takes that long, usually in the morning. Um, So I'm glad I got it right and didn't mess up because um, you were like, I met you, let's see, in Super Zoo in 2019. And I, at the pet, at the uh, two crazy cat ladies party. And I saw you and I beelined it to you and um, started talking to you. And I think I won you over because I told you that the first time we get compounds um, like CBD is through a mother's breast milk and that goat's milk and uh, cow's milk most likely have those compounds in their milk also. And wouldn't that be cool if we could prove that or increase that or whatever? Is that why? Is that, that's what I say. I tell everybody, that's how I got your attention.
2: <laughs> uh, I think so. Uh, no, you know, obviously milk, raw milk is a, is a very interesting subject to me. And so, um, you know, I think so, but, uh, it, it would actually make so it would make sense that if it was in one, it would be in the other when it comes to like different species because of the fact that milk, different raw milks uh, have different nutrient profiles, obviously, but not they don't differ that much. So if you're talking about human breast milk or you know dog or cat milk or goat milk or cow milk or camel milk or whatever, um, they're all, you know, pretty similar. So I just, you know, it's one of those moments where you say like, oh, that makes sense. But it's also like, oh, that's also really cool.
1: Right. Because uh, um, you're a big old nerd and I'm a big old nerd. And just about everything about cannabis, um, I know, or and, and I continue to learn and research and try. And I know you're the same way about everything that you do how the heck did you get into this? So you're the, you're the nutrition director, correct?
2: Uh, yes. The nutrition science director. Um, awesome.
1: What an awesome title.
2: Well, thank you. So I, um, (laughs) I worked my way up through the company. So I went with the company about, uh, answers, pet food, about nine of the, maybe, I, I don't know if we're going on 10 years or 11 years at this point. Um, but I think it's actually, if you count, when they actually officially started the company, it would be about 10, uh, 11 years. And I've been with the company virtually that whole time. So the really cool thing about my story is that, you know, in the industry, I think, especially right now, there's this this idea that there are sort of like authorities in science, which is definitely not true. There's never any uh, authorities in science. In fact, to go sort of ultra nerdy on you. If you appeal to someone's, uh, let's say credentials only, then that's an appeal to authority, which is a logical fallacy, uh, in, in, you know, setting up an argument. So, but the really cool thing about my story is I'm a college dropout who just has an extreme passion for learning and a passion for, um, you know, creating products that really help dogs and cats. And so over the last 10 years I've worked my way up through the company Um, and you know, I went all the way from, uh, you know, being the person who was too poor to buy the books, but was in Barnes and Noble every weekend, you know, with them all spread out, writing stuff down to, you know, I'm going to speak at a vet conference in England in, in November. So I'm proof positive that the information is there for everyone. Um, and that regardless of who you are, you can learn how to naturally take care of your dogs and cats.
1: I agree. And I'm, I feel like we, are, we have so much in common because of not only what our interests are and our backgrounds and how we have thrown ourselves into this category um, because they're both uh, regulated. They're both, um, you know, just the other day, the uh, Department of Agriculture uh, came into my shop and looked at the treats and sent me um, a notice saying that I have to add not for human consumption to my labels, Mm. which totally reminded me of you because in some states you have to do that with the raw cow, cow and goat's milk. Is that correct?
2: There's just a whole list of, you know, for instance, in Texas, our milk is orange because we have to add some beta carotene to it. I think in Vermont as well. Uh, In North Carolina, one of the whole sides of the carton has to say not for human consumption. They have a different carton than everyone. Um, But for the most part, we can kind of get the states to all, you know, agree to virtually the same thing. But there are so many, when it comes to packaging pet food, what a lot of people don't understand is you have to register in every state. And then on top of that, you have to, you know, comply with all of those different things. And so not only what goes in the food, but also what's on the actual labeling itself so, you know, it's kind of a, a nightmare to some degree in regards to, um, you know, having to send those in and then, and then. So, but you have to have that relationship if you want to be able to sell.
1: Right. And the public doesn't understand that. So they'll take a picture of whatever product they have and compare it to someone else's on Facebook, you know, on a social platform and go something wrong with mine. And then you have to explain it or why is the label different in one state than it is the other. And we, we have to go through the same things. It's, it's so funny how, that these are the types of things that natural and raw products have to go through, um, because of what we are and, um, and because we are different and we're not following the rules and regulations that someone else has come up with because we are trying to give our pets an all natural product. Do you see, um, a future where you will test the milk and see if it has, what compounds it has in it?
2: Well, I mean, we do test it for for certain compounds now. We, I guess, we would have to. I mean, it would be a really interesting thing to look into um, on that regard. We would just, I would just have to know. Like, I I don't know offhand like what is the testing and and you know what does that exactly entail? Um, but micro substances, especially in mi- things like milk, um, are very very interesting to me. You know, raw milk has you know, well over 5,000 nutrients. We don't even know what they all do. We just know that they all work together in, in, you know, some fashion. So I would be hundred percent opening to looking open to looking into that for sure.
1: And when, what is, what is it that they're worried about with the raw milk?
2: Um, well, the, the main thing that they're Well, I uh, I think we're taking a break in a minute. Sorry, I've been trying to keep my eye on the on the.
1: That's my responsibility.
2: (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Billy's
1: (laughs) Billy's producing our show now. He'll be with us every Friday all day, and uh, we'll answer. Maybe who
2: knows?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It depends how if you have a good time or not. So so we'll be right back after this message, um, and Billy will answer that question for us. It's a dog's life we'll be back once
0: we take our sponsors out for a short walk.
3: be no crime hemp ink is even hot proved by the man who run high times oh yeah get it on android and i and ios today marijuana llama out got to tend to me on crops you know money don't make itself hemp ink trends and in technology processes and products we cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis. Consulted by the American Cannabis Company. The National Cannabis Industry Association presents the 2020 Cannabis Caucus Event Series from March 10th through march 26th don't miss this exclusive opportunity for ncia members to network learn about regional issues from influential guest speakers and get the latest news about ncia's federal policy work and emerging topics look for this year's only tour of cannabis caucus events coming to portland denver st louis detroit chicago newark sacramento and los angeles this march stay connected Get informed and take action to protect our industry and your business. Register now for your complimentary tickets at cannabisindustryorg slash events.
0: Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio.
1: All right, we're back. And I already forgot what the question was, but it was a good
2: one. Something about raw milk. Safety?
1: Oh yes, yeah. so you know what is the concern? Because of course, with in my industry, there's no concern because it doesn't cause permanent harm or hurt anyone. Um, so I get get why how ridiculous it is that um, you know there's this big scare out there about THC and CBD, which makes no sense. So. Why, what is the ridiculous scare? Why is it that we have to uh, regulate raw milk so much?
2: Well, I think the first thing, you know, in regards to... um Sorry, I have ADD brain when noises happen to cyphers. But uh, so I think the first thing people are concerned about is pathogens like E. coli, you know, Listeria and Salmonella. So the whole, if you go back far enough and you talk about why they invented pasteurization was because of something called swill dairies. So swill dairies were, were something that was invented, you know. Basically, they would take sick cows and some of these cows, you know, they were living literally in cities. Some of them were just eating spent grain and couldn't even stand up and they were propping them up and actually, you know, milking these cows. And obviously I wouldn't be surprised if a, you know, pathogen outbreak happened at that point. So then we had a choice and it was either A, improve the living conditions and go back to what we need to go back to, which is putting them on grass because they're, you know, genetically made to eat one thing or B let's pasteurize the milk and obviously pasteurizing the milk one out. Um, but when you, when you have animals from healthy animals that are eating the diet, they should, that are out in the sun that are, you know, not crowded together. Um, there's a risk in every food. I mean, if somebody said to me, I want a food that's risk-free that doesn't exist in this world. And so Um, you know, in the 10 years we've been doing it, uh, we've never had an animal become sick. You know, we've never had an animal, um, or a person become sick from handling the the product itself. Um, and milk has a ton of safety built in or a built in safety mechanisms that are actually destroyed during pasteurization. Um, and so, uh, we not only keep it in, uh, keep it in a raw food state, but we also ferment it. So with our cow's milk kefir, uh, we ferment it with kefir grains. We ferment our goat milk with two buttermilk cultures. And what that means in that case is that we're filling it up with more good bacteria, even though there's already inherently a ton of good bacteria in it. Um, and once we do that, then that bacteria continues to grow. So no bad bacteria can proliferate or grow throughout it. And so that's in, by the way, fermentation works every time, you know, when it's done correctly and, you know, we have a great team to be able to do that. And so, um, I think it's really a false sense of, you know, when you look at the statistics or, you know, especially when it comes to dogs and cats, it's really a, there's nothing to worry about.
1: Neat. So how did you know that, uh, that our pets could benefit from these raw milks?
2: Well, um, my boss, uh, you know, originally when the company was started, um, my boss, uh, so I, my two bosses are sisters and, um, they are uh, amazingly forward thinking people in terms of uh, nutrition. And so, you know, they had an idea when they started this company and said, hey, you know, we're a Pennsylvania based company and raw milk is a big part of the Pennsylvania based culture. I think a lot of people would be very surprised by that. And a lot of the, a lot like a lot of people would be very surprised to know that I can. You know, go out of my apartment here in the middle of Philadelphia and go down to my corner store, and there's raw milk on the shelf right there. Awesome. So um, it's kind of a different culture. There's also a, a lot of um, Amish and Mennonite farmers here. There's a big farming community. So my boss was always involved in that and, you know, involved in a group called Weston A Price, which is a human nutrition uh, foundation. And being involved in that culture, you start to realize and say, hey, you know, we see all of these health benefits when it came to the human side of it. So what if, you know, we could sell it for pet consumption, because the nice thing is you can actually sell it across state lines when it's for pet consumption. And we are a pet consumption company, obviously. Um, And so, you know, she started to see, she knew all these health benefits. And so when the company started, you know, we started feeding it to dogs and cats. And we started to obviously see the same because mammals, as you know, probably with CBD, you know, mammals tend to, you can extrapolate information from one species to another, or at least make an inference and say, well, you know, this is what it does in this, these two species. We can probably see something similar. And that's what we've seen along the lines. I mean, we've had animals live for years on just raw milk and water with certain uh, chronic health conditions.
1: Wow. Like what, what conditions?
2: Um, like really, really hard to beat skin issues, uh, especially kidney disease. So we do have a kidney protocol, which involves half milk, but sometimes when it goes far beyond even that, they just are doing the milk and and a lot of times, uh, they'll do the fish stock with that, um, pancreas issues. So animals that are heavily prone to pancreatitis or, um, EPI, which is pancreatic insufficiency, um. I mean, we've had a whole, you know, whole host of, we've worked with almost over the last 10 years, since we've, since we've actually made our sort of business by word of mouth and and either fixing or reducing uh, symptoms of major conditions. You know, we and I have worked with every condition I can think of. And we've seen a benefit with Rob Milk.
1: That's how we're getting. That's, that's about how we're getting now (laughs) is where it's, you know, most disease is caused by inflammation, and our immune system lives in our gut, and it starts with what we're eating, and that's why we love working with some a company like you because it's part of a protocol for anything that we do. Is okay? What's the issue? All right. Well, here's the tincture we think would work well, but. What are you feeding them? And um, we usually turn to you with a text or an email or I go to your website or your YouTube channel and I type in, you know, protocol for whatever the disease is and then there it is. There's the information. And every time I get a dog here at my rescue, you know, we only feed um, your answers here at our rescue. I immediately, um, you know, start feeding them raw. And most of the time they're on a kibble and most of them are senior dogs who have been eating a kibble diet for, um, my newest is, uh, 15. The one before that's 14 and literally, um, just, just turn them, start, start them on the raw. And, um, it's amazing. It's a complete body transformation, um, It's funny because Hernando and Carter just came into town and saw uh, Daisy, Miss Daisy, our 14-year-old lab, who we got rid of the mast cell on her spine that was on her back. is completely gone. She is so trim and active and clear eyes. And it's amazing because I live with her, so I think she looks great. But to see someone come from seeing her when we first got her to now, there's no denying it. So I know that it's... um, It's nuts when people still question, does it work? Is this the best option when I'm sure you've seen thousands of dogs now over the 10 years um, completely transform and come back to life?
2: Absolutely. And and you touched on something that made me very happy there, which is to say uh, there's a lot of, there's a big misunderstanding between the relationship of histamines and mast cell And so the, the really cool thing about that is all the, the dogs that we've worked with, with mast cell have done amazing on our fermented foods. And it's because the histamines in fermented foods that whatever level there might be in any certain fermented food is different than the histamines that spill from mast cell tumors. So, um, the really cool thing about, and, and milk has actually been shown to, uh, stabilize mast cells. So, I mean, all this makes sense to me. I just love when, when you can say like, Hey, look, here's, here is a case where we can dispel, you know, some common myths because in nutrition on, especially on the internet in nutrition, people kind of tend to glom on to one idea right. and then they, they don't really want to let go of that idea. And so, you know, thanks for saying that. And also thanks for using our products. You know, we, we oh, you appreciate it.
1: Well, and it's, and even in your products, I have to use different products because, you know, some dogs are allergic um, or old and can't handle the, the, the chicken or the beef. So the turkey is my favorite. The turkey detailed and the pork detailed are my go-to. But I have two yeasty dogs. So I've got them on your new uh, duck straight, which I mean, they love the duck.
2: Oh, good
1: yeah they are uh, crazy about the duck but um tell me tell me the difference between your oh we're gonna go to break okay we're gonna go to break and we will be right back it's a dog's
0: life we'll be back once we take our sponsors out for a short walk Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Sugis in your drink. Order your Sugis now at s-h-o-o-g-i-e-s dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Sugis, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat.
3: Not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on.
0: It's a dog's life with Angela Ardellino, only on Cannabis Radio.
3: Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. 2000- garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com.
0: Stop barking up the wrong tree. We're back with more of It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino only on Cannabis Radio.
1: All right. We are back. This is Angela Artelino with It's a Dog's Life. And I'm here with Billy from Answers. And we're talking about some of your uh, recipes that you have for dogs. And what is the difference um, between your detailed formulas and your straight formulas?
2: So our detailed formula is, you know, a complete and balanced diet, which, you know, we do that through not only having a mix of meat, organ, and bone, but also through whole eggs and fermented vegetables and fermented cod livers and, uh, you know, raw butter and a whole host of whole foods to kind of balance that out to using a higher amount of required uh, raw fermented dairy. So our straight formula is 98% meat, organ, and bone, 2% uh, raw cultured whey from goat milk, and then a little bit of Celtic sea salt to help remineralize, you know, what you're losing from basically soil depletion and over farming in, in general in America. Um, and that is meant to be combined with our, either our goat's milk or the recommended daily dosage or our kefir to be a complete and balanced diet. We are, uh, something that I can't, you know, necessarily give any specifics on, but we are actually, you know, in the coming months going to release some products that actually will complement that and be able to make it so people can further customize the the diet. And so we're really excited about that, but um, it's the straight is more limited where the, where the um, detailed is our sort of, you know, more ingredient, complete and balanced.
1: And straight is just the protein.
2: Yeah. It's just meat, organ and bone. So we do a 60% muscle, 30% organ and 10% bone in both. So it's 98% of meat, organ and bone and then whey and sea salt.
1: And we are um, coming to see you um, in your farm in May, but tell us about your farm. Tell us how you're raised, um, how they're treated um, and why that's um, so important to you guys.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um, we are one of the only companies, I think we're actually the only company in pet food who's actually has, Um, some of our own farms that we're actually contracting specifically in creating farms. So we're actually creating local industry. Um, So, you know, right now I think we added on four more, but last I had counted, we were actually at uh, 24 goat farms. You know, we have two uh, farms that produce our cow's milk for us. We also have um, in our uh, turkey, chicken, and duck. We produce 25% of our own organic pastured birds that we only wash in cultured ways. So those are those birds are actually the only non-chemically washed birds essentially in America. That product does not yeah. exist. So the the crazy thing is it's better than any poultry that goes into any Whole Foods or any, you know, co-op across the country um, in regards to doing that. And with the meat we get from other people, we were the first people to use gap-rated meat, which is the uh, independently audited by the Global Animal Partnership. And we were, we've were we been doing this for about 10 years. I think it's awesome that some other companies have started to follow suit, you know, in doing that. Um, but, for instance, our beef is 100% grass-fed and finished. This is gap four and five even rated farms, which you just won't find. Uh, we pay more than anyone in the industry by far for our meat. Um, because a, we want those animals to eat the right thing because then you actually are getting what you need vitamin, mineral wise, fatty ratio wise, but also we want to promote farms that are better for the environment. So we, we want to actually promote farms that are using techniques like rotational grazing, um, that will actually, you know, reduce, not only reduce the carbon outprint, but, you know, actually pull carbon from the atmosphere and, and, and put, put it back into the soil. So we kind of want to hit that from, from, uh, both angles. And then that goes through with all of our, uh, you know, with our eggs that we, we actually have a duck egg farm where, you know, our, our farmer Alan has about 4,200 layers. He also does our meat ducks. Um, we grow, you know, a hundred thousand pounds of our vegetables and ferment those every year by a wonderful guy named Samuel, Um, so we've always taken a different approach and, and, you know, as time goes on, we hope to, to, um, uh, source even more of our own ingredients.
1: That's, that's awesome. So you can see, um, listeners, you know, that I don't eat meat, but my dogs need to eat meat. So that's why I love your company and everything that you do. Um, because it is a constant, um, how can we do better? How can we, um, help? our pets more thrive and heal themselves just like we can heal ourselves. So I, um, so appreciate you and your company, um, so much. And so do my dogs. Um, I want to talk a little bit, um, before we end our show a little bit about your baby and talk about her, um, her experience with using CBD and the first time, um, that she used it because she was, I guess my second or third, uh, senior or geriatric, I guess we tell her, don't tell her, but (laughs) middle-aged she's
2: 13. She's middle-aged.
1: She's 13. (laughs) And, um, and she's a pug and her name is Lua and she, um, Well, I'll let you tell the story, but I, everyone, I show her video everywhere because she experienced static ataxia the first time that we gave her her dose of um, CBD um, dog health. We gave her the the heel tincture and we Mm -hmm. gave her a full dose of it because she had injured herself, I believe. And we had it on video. So I show it in my presentations all the time in video so that people can see what it looks like, um, which is basically a dog high but it's also a dog feeling really good. Um, so, what? Tell us the story about about the first time she took it, and and let, yeah, you know, what kind I was of benefits you working... you because I loved that you used your common sense brain on how to dose and microdose her from here on out to find that sweet spot. So, I would love for you to tell that also.
2: Yeah, we um, you know, we were working with our local vet here, Sarah Urban, um, in Pennsylvania. Shout out to her. She's an amazing vet who practices out of a barn. Awesome. And um, she had gotten like a minor bicep injury jumping off the couch. And and aside from doing some other things like you know getting a ramp and doing all that kind of stuff, we um <clears throat> we Sarah suggested that during the healing process, you know, we should we should uh, use some CBD as well. And so obviously Yay. I thought, why not come to uh, Angela, of course. And I was actually. I, we talked to the Whole Foods. So I was traveling somewhere, but I remember being like, I'm not at home, but can you please send it to my wife? Um, and so, you know, we worked on that higher dosage to start and yeah, she was, you know, one, it was kind of hilarious to be honest with you. Uh, you know, to just to kind of, I did get a call from Emily saying, you know, I'm a little bit worried cause she's in her bed, but she's just staring at the wall. <laughs> and so, but The amazing thing was when she was on that higher dose, she immediately started running and galloping. And even when we took her outside, she was just, you know, just, you know, doing that. And so it was nice to be able to um, know that, you know, her mind wasn't in the place of recovery and that she was going somewhere else. And then we were able to, you know, through your guidance, as well as just kind of naturally feeling out the situation because it's, you know, it's relatable to what we do and we're just applying food to something, right? Right. It's virtually the same thing in, in what you're doing, at least. I don't know about, I can't say that about like all the other products or anything, but in what you're doing. Um, and so, you know, we were able to find a really nice maintenance dose to be able to do um, in the mornings uh, just, just to kind of help with because like she's on our senior protocol for answers, pet food. So she's, right. doing so it.
1: she's on, she's on CBD dog health, senior protocol. Yeah, So it, it's,
2: it's, <laughs> you know, it's a general support and it's, it's food, which right. is nice. Um, and that's, that's kind of my, my thing is I don't do supplementation. I, I only do food. And so that's uh, really the nice thing about it. And we've, we've found a nice happy medium there.
1: Right. It's just like, uh, let food be thy medicine which is how I treat what we feed, you know, feeding answers and feeding my pets raw. And um it's this is a plant medicine that supports, you know, the endocannabinoid system. So as we get older, we, you know, we have more and more deficiencies. So, even my old man, who I made the ease tincture for, he's outgrown that, and now I have him on a, you know, microdose of heal every day, also, mm-hmm. um, to to for support for joint pain for everything that's going on when we get older. I'm on a CBD regimen every single day. Aren't you? Don't you take it also?
2: Uh, well, I, I, I do something, or I know you use bit, it. Yeah. Yes. I do something a little bit different. I use it in my oil pulling routine, which has been amazing. Awesome. Um, it's been helping a lot, but I will say that, uh, Emily does have a routine routine in terms of it helping with sleep.
1: Wonderful. And so,
2: And again, we, we take the same attitude with ourselves as we do, um, in that we don't like supplements, but we definitely do like food, you know, to enhance our natural lives. So
1: wonderful. So do we. Well, um, I don't know what, how, uh, how, when it's, when I'm going to see you, I guess May will be the first one. We're in the, in the middle of quarantine right now. Yeah, let's the hope. Coronavirus. Uh,
2: and the, the trip is still on. And, Good.
1: Oh, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> I don't care. Um, I've got a healthy immune system. I feel like I could fight off anything, but um, yeah, it's a crazy time, but it's a reminder of. I think, and you should tell, I would love to know your opinion. It's a reminder of um, how important it is of how we raise our animals and treat animals and how important it is to let nature, you know, take, um, take care of itself. And when we do do factory farming or, you know, trap wild animals and don't do things right and kill off the good bacteria that we are setting ourselves up for, Um, you know, things like this for crazy weird viruses to spread Um, because it doesn't happen in nature. You know, I, I think that it's, um, I'm hoping that this will hopefully open some people's eyes and force some change um, to go from, like you said, instead of uh, just pasteurizing the milk, that we do things the correct way. You know, from how we grow the food, how we process the food, how we treat the animals, everything. If we do that, I feel like we would see less less of these crazy viruses uh, flying around. What is your opinion on that?
2: Well, it's a, it is a great opportunity to, um, you know, all all look at our lives and say, you know, that we can't think things like this are, are going to be a thing. Um, they've always been, you know, to some degree, a thing. But let's let's start to look at some of our good habits because all we can look at are statistics
1: right.
0: and say,
2: "Hey, the statistical models are showing that you know people who engage in these behaviors that that they that we can totally stop are more likely people, you know." And so, for for everyone in their own situation, I know I've taken it as a way to say, like, "Hey, you know, in our house we." only have virtually all fresh and frozen food. Um, and we make it a point not to have any sort of like junk food in the house or anything like that. Cause I will consume it if it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I think it, it does go, it's upon us to take a situation like this and say, Hey, you know what? In the future when all this is over, I'm really going to embrace a lot more of these healthy habits um, so if something like this comes up again, you know, I can take care of myself.
1: Right, and how lucky we are that this is not a dog strain, that it's a human strain, but what can we do to be proactive to protect our animals right now?
2: And uh, I mean, it's night and day. I mean, right. when I look at my 13 year old pug, um, in comparison to maybe some other brachycephalic dogs that are not um, doing the same, obviously I'm very neurotic about my own dog's health. Um, she's my whole, you know, the reason that we're talking right now is my dog. She's like right there that can, she looks adorable at this moment, but, um, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I, the proof is just when, once you get into the actual part, when you do what, what we do, you know, the proof is just inherently there. You're like, of course this makes sense. Um, and so with our dogs and cats, I think, you know, the best thing we can do is just adopt. Everyone just does the best they can. Mm-hmm. But let's just adopt as many good science-based natural habits as we can.
1: What do you say to a person that says raw is expensive, too expensive?
2: Well, in my experience, I know that, you know, there are people with extenuating circumstances, Like there are people who just can't afford it or they can't, you know, there's a lot of things. But I would say that most people, it's, it's really about where you want to spend your money. Necessarily, because you do see a lot of the same people who are saying, "Well, it's hard to afford," but they're still getting their Starbucks coffee every day that costs five dollars, which would probably be the cost of, you know, feeding their dog a, a more natural diet. Um, and so, uh, you know, I think that's one of the major barriers. But also, too, you're going to pay less for ours versus other raws because you're going to feed less of it, you know, than other raw companies. At least, you know, that's what our data shows comparing to to their own data. So you're going to feed, but you'll also feed, you'll also need to visit the vet a lot more less typically. And that's a, that's a pretty big deal as well. I mean, I go, I take Lua to get chiropractic adjustments now, but that's really just preventative. But up until now, I mean, I think there's a, an argument to be made about like wellness checks or whatever. Right. But up until now, Lua in 13 years almost never went to the vet. Right. And so I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of a in the school for my own personal dog of, Hey, if there's nothing wrong, we're good to go. Right. Um, and so I could, I could tell you in the first 13 years of her life that I could count on one hand, the amount of time she's actually been to the vet. Right. And so, um, you know, I get that there's a barrier there. It's just some, some people I think need to rethink how they want to approach, you know, having a dog. And if you're thinking about getting a dog, maybe get a dog, maybe have your dog's size dependent on what you're willing to spend money on. I mean, because right. if you have a dog that's under 20 pounds, I would venture to say that most people can feed or answer's pet food if they want to.
1: Right. And if someone is stuck on the kibble or feels like um, they can't go all the way raw, is it okay for them to add raw to the kibble?
2: Yes, any amount of, think of it like your own diet. Any amount of fresh, good food is amazing. Um, and you can put it, you can do different meals. You can add it on top. The other thing that people can do if they're, for whatever reason that we talked about, if they're, they're just going to fields feed something highly processed like kibble, add some of your own food. As long as it's healthy food. Um, you know, we had many, many generations of animals who We're just eating table scraps and living much more uh, long, full lives than dogs that are on this formulated processed food now. So I would highly recommend, you know, I do that myself. Uh, Me and Emily feed Lua stuff we're eating all the time. Like Mm -hmm. the example I always bring up is Lua's favorite, Lua and Emily's favorite food (laughs) is uh, for dessert. Emily will eat raspberries with raw cream because Again, we live in PA, so we can mm-hmm. go to a farm and buy raw cream here. And Lua's eyes just kind of you know, go back in her head when she sees the, the raw cream and the raspberries. And that's amazingly good for her, right? right? Um, and it's just something. The other rule of thumb is if you're looking around and you can't find anything to share with your dog because it's not healthy, it's probably time to look at your own diet as well.
1: Awesome. I love that. <laughs> well, Billy, it was awesome having you. How how can people follow you? Could you tell them on uh, your websites and YouTube channels so that they can follow you if they'd like?
2: Yeah, absolutely. We are about to update the YouTube uh, channel to, we're actually going to change it and change some things around, but all my classes will be on there. So if, uh, if you just go to YouTube and type in answers, pet food, um, we also obviously have answers, which has a wonderful blog. Um, And you can literally,
1: yeah, you can literally type into Google, which I do all the time, you know, answers, pet food, kidney disease protocol and, and stuff, everything comes up. So even doing that, um, is an easy way. You also have a feeding calculator on the website, correct?
2: Yeah. And that, that you can get the amount of calories and then directly below it, you can start inputting the uh, number of ounces you want to do for each product. And it will tell you the, um, uh, the amounts that you should be doing. The other thing I want to mention too is we do have a, um, we now have a calendar for my events on the website. So if you awesome. go to our website and then you go to News Media, there's a little calendar link there. And for the rest of the year, at least after, you know, obviously we had to cancel a few things, but um, for the rest of the year, all of my events, um, my events are on there. My fa- my once monthly Facebook Lives are on there. My Answers Academy classes are on there. Um, So if you're wanting to come and see me in person or online, that's a great place to go.
1: Great. Awesome. Thank you, Billy. Can't wait to see you in May. Take care and and stay safe.
2: I will do that. Thank you.